0: Hey there, entrepreneurs. Did you catch last week's interview? Um, if you didn't, go back because I spoke with Chris Thompson, who speaks to us about how he lost a million dollars and all of the learnings along the way. So, yeah, you need to go back there. But for right now, I am jumping in with the beautiful Case Lane. Let's go. <laughs> Entrepreneurs, And I am so excited to have this conversation today with the amazing Case Lane. Case and I were introduced by a mutual friend a little, little ways back. And, you know, I just I love her story. I love her energy. And, you know, she she and I just laugh a lot. So I just want to make sure that she got on this podcast for all of you to take advantage of her valuable knowledge. So just a little bit more background about her. She is a global writer, entrepreneur, traveler, and the founder of Ready entrepreneur. Her business prepares aspiring entrepreneurs to understand how to take advantage of technology and global resources to achieve lifestyle freedom. Oh gosh, guys, who doesn't want to achieve that, especially as entrepreneurs, Um, to achieve lifestyle freedom by starting their own online business. A former diplomat, consultant, and corporate executive, Case is ed- educated in communications, political science, business, law, and economics, and has lived, studied, in, or worked in 11 different countries and has had visited over a hundred others. The Ready Entrepreneur approach to lifestyle freedom is based on her education, experience, observations, and interactions with entrepreneurs. All over the world. I am so excited and cannot wait for this conversation, Case. Thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here.
0: I just, I love, I love reading your bio. You know, sometimes <laughs> it gets, we were just talking about how it can get a little awkward if they're too long, but I love mm-hmm. yours because I mean, who wouldn't, you know, maybe there's some people out there, but just the experiences that you bring to the table are just phenomenal resources for people in general, never mind entrepreneurs. So, I would love to jump in and just kind of talk about and hear from you. What, mm-hmm. how did you do all that stuff? Where did yes. you, how did you get here?
1: You <laughs> so, uh, kept changing
0: my mind. Which <laughs> is fine. And it seems to have worked out fine. right? So tell us a little bit about sure. you know, your origin story. And, and I always say origin story. And the first thing I think about is comic books and like superheroes. <laughs> <Yes>. um, <laughs> So um, but I was bitten
1: know, by the travel bug. I'll say that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm
0: sure it sounds like it. So tell us your origin story. Sure. You know, any challenges that kind of stick out. Just give us a little bit more of the inside scoop on you.
1: Yeah, and I'll, I'll try not to make it too long either, because it can go on for a while. But uh, I, uh, I joined the Canadian, so I grew up in Canada. So I, I joined the Canadian Foreign Service. And I served abroad in the Philippines, Colombia and Chile. And I was working mostly in trade policy. So I was talking to business people all the time. And it was something in the back of my mind when I was younger as well. I didn't know about entrepreneurship or that fancy word, what does that all mean? But I did like this idea of having my own business that was always in the back of my mind. And talking to business people, I thought I'd Get an MBA. I don't. I want. As I assume, you know, that's how one learns about business. And, that, <laughs> and then. And to a certain extent, that's true. I went to UCLA and then I came out of UCLA to go to into corporate. So I went to management consulting first and then to Hollywood, but I was behind the scenes in, corp- in corporate operations. And while I was there, I started talking to lawyers. And I thought, you know, we were doing digital media, the world was changing technology, I could see this clash with technology and the law and people trying to understand how it's going to affect us. And I kind of got into that whole concept. And I thought, I'm going to go to law school because that was on my list too. <laughs> <So I laughs> Why
0: not, right? <laughs> I love it.
1: I went to law school. I did econ school at night. So I did my JD and I did my master's in applied economics in the evening. And then I was I was I started ebook self-publishing. So that's what started me on the road to, for online business is I'd always wanted to write. And I started to see how Amazon just put, you know, Kindle Direct Publishing up for writers to go directly to readers no more middleman smashwords was doing it for all the other platforms and i as i got into this you know self-publishing and i was learning about websites and landing pages and reader magnets and all these things i'd never heard of before and all these things that people were doing online that got me into the bigger world of online business, because I realized that what was being done for writers was being done for everybody else too, right. that you could take your idea directly to the consumer marketplace. And with my global background, I realized also the world, how it's changing and everybody's you know getting becoming more middle-class and there's a lot more consumers out there and everybody's online. And I just realized that you have access to almost the entire world. <laughs> So it doesn't matter what your idea is, there's bound to be somebody who likes it. Exactly. The
0: the chances are in your favor. Yes.
1: If you (laughs) you saw a gap, if you saw an opportunity, you saw something, a, a problem that needs a solution. There's probably other people out there who are thinking the same thing. And now you can go directly to them. So I, I finished law school and I did pass the bar and I actually have licensed as a lawyer, but I decided to go in all in on online business and to create and build this business and to continue writing. I still write a lot. And so I have the writing and I have the Ready Entrepreneur Bills business because people started to ask me, what am I doing and how do you do it? And what's online business all about? And how do people really make money online and so on? So I'm that big picture person right at the beginning of the process that helps people see what the possibilities are.
0: That's awesome. I mean, I think, you either- know, you know, your story is, I think amazing and incredible and so many twists and turns, you know, a lot of people don't feel like that's even a possibility to make decisions like you did. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what was going through your head when you were like one minute, you're like, eh, I'm gonna go in the forces and the next minute I'm gonna, you know, you were a diplomat too, yes. right? Like yeah. you're, all these things. So, you know, what was going through your head is part one of that question. And then also, yeah. you know, I always like to know how do people react? when you changed (laughs) lanes, because that's always, that's always one to talk about.
1: Yeah, I think going through my head was always, I'm always looking for more challenges. (laughs) So everything that I've done, you know, quite a bit of it, people told me, well, you can't do that, you know, really? Like, who does that, right? And I didn't know anyone, like, I didn't know anyone in the Foreign Service. I didn't know any diplomats. I didn't know you could travel the world and, and, um, you know, like that. Um, Even when I did my MBA at that point, you know, until I started getting into it, I didn't know anyone who'd done that before. So, it was things like, I just, I would be in a professional job that I could see, oh yes, if I stayed here, especially if the government, I could be there my whole life. Right. Right. But where's the challenge for me? And some people say, well, you could find it. And I think, okay, sure. You know, you can sort of push and shove your way up the ladder and try and force people to get you, you know, to do things that you, to do more challenging things. And I did have some great experiences and did do some great things, but I really wanted to always be doing more. And so, when I would see those opportunities, like when I was, Talking with business people, and I realized this whole world of trade policy is opening up, and you know people are doing business in different countries. Actually, that was one thing that I really thought I would be doing is working abroad for a business in in the private sector. And and so I just wanted to make sure I could give myself these opportunities, and that's why I would make the decision. I'm just going to go for it. And obviously, in that sense, I'm not risk averse. (laughs) I am in other ways, but but that was the other thing. Is people would say, "Well, you can't do that," and so you wonder how people reacted. Everybody reacted negatively, and I. A surprise. Yeah, How can you yeah. leave your good job? How do you? You can't do that and all that type of thing. And I realized that pretty much, well, like hundred percent of the people who said I couldn't do it had never tried it themselves. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So so, yeah. So I thought, well, let me just try. Like, have you ever even tried to fill in the application? Like, let's see what happens. And. When you have the actual, you know, you get your acceptance letter and you're on your way. It's like, Oh wow, I really can do this. And then, you don't really know what it's going to mean, but you, you know, you get to a, a campus like UCLA business school, there's all these, you know, high, high level people doing all their things. And suddenly you're in a whole new world. Yeah. And so for me, it's always that you know, up from zero. It's like, wow, like I, I'm certainly suddenly exposed to all these different kinds of people. I love that adrenaline. That's what gets me going. That's mm-hmm. the challenge trying to get where they are and yeah. then move on from there. So yeah. yeah and everybody, and, and most people thought I was crazy. <laughs> no, and
0: that's okay. That's all right. I mean, <laughs> I think you know, at least um, you're not boring. I think that's
1: no. <laughs>
0: <No>. <laughs> I mean, and that's one of the first things I tell new entrepreneurs that come to me for coaching too and they're like, "What's step 1?" and I was like, "Step 1 is find yourself, find yourself some other entrepreneurs." Yes. Because, you know, yes. when you are kind of that person who thinks big and dreams big and it's it's funny, I have a quote hanging on my four-year-old's wall that says like mm-hmm. they ask me why and I ask them why not. Yeah. Uh. You know, because why not? Right, <laughs> you know, right. because exactly. it's always been done a certain way. Somebody's got to be the first one. Yes, you know, yeah. and I'm sure that by you taking that that many leaps that you've taken, you've set the groundwork for some others to to follow you.
1: Well, people know it's possible. That's the thing. And like you say about meeting other entrepreneurs, when I first started on my own, right, you know, me and my laptop trying to start an online business, and I didn't know anyone. I within the first year, I decided I should go to conferences. Yeah. And then you get to meet people and you're like, Oh, I'm not alone. I'm, I'm not crazy. the only one. I'm not crazy. <laughs> the thing. Yeah. 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 And that made a huge difference.
0: Yeah. And I think you find a lot of people in the corporate setting. And I know I had this very similar kind of experience to how you were describing, where you're like, No, I need a new challenge. And people kept telling me, like, well, why can't you just settle in, mm-hmm. you know, work the hours, clock, clock the time, and come home and enjoy your life? And I was yeah. like, and I kept trying really hard to do that. I yes. swear God. I was like, something's wrong with me. Um, and to your point, it wasn't that. It was just, you needed a higher level of ante. Like yeah. there's up in the ante and then there's really- upping the ante. And that sounds like exactly what you did.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I would say, I think we had the same experience yeah. <laughs> have the same people who were in the corporate world. I don't know how they, that happens, but it's, <laughs> but it's that idea. And you know what the thing is though, if it was fun, if it was fabulous, then we probably would have stuck with it. <laughs> but there's also yeah. that thing at the back of your mind that says, this is not that much fun. <laughs> like, it's a good job. It's good money. The people are okay. But I'm on the travel. I am commuting in LA, Two to three hours a day, nice. um, yeah. and I'm sitting in meetings with people I don't really like that much, like the higher level people. You know, I don't. I mean, the people I worked with were a really great crew, and then you kind of have to force everything through. You know, people that don't want to do anything, and, but they get paid twice as much money as you exactly. do. <laughs> yeah. Man, <it's> up. Yep. <laughs> so all of that, you kind of hits you. and You say, okay, been there, done that. Um, Do I really feel like doing it again for ten more years, twenty more years, or whatever? Just for the money? When I think about what I've been doing the last couple of years, where you know, obviously the money's not the same, or not yet. But there's that's the thing. It's unlimited upside as an online entrepreneur. But But, not yet. But but the experience, what I've learned, the people I've met, the the skills I've developed, skills that are going to serve me, you know, forever. Because this is the one thing I tell aspiring entrepreneurs this online business we say online right now soon we're just going to say business like this is just the way it works yeah everything you're learning as we all learned the last couple of months being online having online skills knowing how to work with the apps (laughs) is the way it has to be going forward for everything Mm -hmm. so i've sort of put myself into that future that's coming anyway and it's much more exciting to be there than thinking about sort of retiring and gardening or something like that (laughs) not 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 anything on gardeners
0: (laughs) don't want to knock the corporate lifestyle either. Mm-hmm. But I think it depends on the person. My husband is, has been at the same job for, uh, I think he just hit his 15 year mark and, and he loves it. Yeah. Like, he looks at yeah. me and he's like, there's no way in hell I could do what you do there or you it's go. different yeah. every day. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, there's that risk tolerance that comes mm-hmm. with it. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, and it, it's not to say it's not stressful, but we're two very different people in that, yeah. which, you know, makes yeah. our marriage stronger, makes the relationship stronger. But I think it's about, if you feel like you are a square peg in a round hole maybe it's not you.
1: Yes, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And I think, you know, even if you are in corporate and enjoying your job, there's the way the world is going. You might be thinking that you want just a little bit more security. And so a lot of the online opportunities, especially in information products, in, you know, teaching what you know, consulting, those types of things, those are all there as opportunities for that that you can build a business while you're working your nine to five and give yourself just a little bit extra security for this little bit of unstable times that we're in these days. And, and I know that's what a lot of like, I, second career professionals are thinking about is yeah. what does that look like? Yeah.
0: Agreed. And I think, especially to your point with, the the current environment. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people are, you know, naturally reassessing life yes. period, which yeah. I think is a good thing because I think sometimes people just get in those jobs and they don't, they never think like, oh, I could change trajectory. Right. I think right. once you a- exit college or that kind of learning period of your life, sometimes people say, oh, this is the track I'm on forever. You yes. know, and they stay there yeah. and they forget um, that you have a choice.
1: Right, right, exactly, life. yeah.
0: And I'm not saying don't pay your bills, right? Because there's life contracts and stuff like of that. Don't abandon your family, don't pay your yeah, bills. No, like yeah. that. Um, but it's you know, to the point, those online businesses are things that can really complement and start paving mm-hmm. the way for you to be in more control, right?
1: Yeah. So- oh, I like that term, Compliment, yes. Yeah. Uh, to Because I, I, you're absolutely right. This is what I, people right now are realizing everything is not what it looks like. Even the people who've managed to keep their jobs, which is most people have kept their jobs, they're getting a salary during this time. But they know that in the back room somewhere, the back virtual rooms, management's thinking about what's the future look like, who we're keeping, who, you know, so it's not that stable. And I think in the past, we, we used to think, Way back in the day that a two income household was kind of a ooh, a fancy thing well I think we 're going to be thinking about the three incomes and the four incomes yeah. and those extra incomes will come from some sort of online revenue stream based on it could be based on your hobbies it doesn't have to be your education or experience that's not always the thing you don 't have to have fancy credentials if you've got a great hobby that you like what people are looking for online these days is for somebody to help them with a problem that they have're they're, they're searching for answers there's tons and tons of information information, but that's the problem
0: for somebody to source it and just say, no, this is the right one. Exactly. You, which is why you're seeing a lot of, you know, low, low dollar products, like yes. low cost products yeah. or, you know, um, what do they call them? Slow self, self-liquidating offers and different mm-hmm. things like mm-hmm. that popping up online, yeah. you know, because exactly that they want it in their hands, spoon fed to you. So you don't have to think about it. Right. Right. And right and placed in your ads strategically or yeah AKA, yeah
1: everybody's listening yeah. and you know yeah arguing. and 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 the niches you know that's what the yeah. people want they say okay it's out there but it's not the way i like it <laughs>
0: so. yeah, which is you know why people always i have people say well somebody's already doing that i'm like yeah but somebody's not doing it the way that you're going to do it exactly you know and that's like you said i think sometimes people get stuck in this localization like well mm-hmm. the people in my local area may not feed into it i'm like and to your point this is a big world. Yes. A big world. I'm constantly telling entrepreneurs think up and out.
1: Yes. Up yeah. and out.
0: Like there's a yeah. lot of people out there to to try to sell to. So why not do your best to infiltrate as many mm-hmm. as possible?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm glad you said that because so many people, I think, the world is still a big mystery, especially for Americans. Americans, and yeah. as a whole, don't travel that much, and so it's like, well, what's re- you know, what's really happening? And I don't. Those people, those people, don't really, um, you know, are they not like us or whatever? And I think what people need to realize is that we're all kind of becoming more of the same, especially as consumers. So yes, underlying cultures are different and languages are different and so on. But as consumers, we're really becoming more of the same. I was in Colombia the capital of Sri Lanka earlier this year and I was sort of up the elevators of a fancy new shopping mall and I was looking down and these kids were taking pictures of themselves in front of the Nike swoosh symbol.
0: Yep, way to go, Brandon.
1: (laughs) That was like the cool thing to do, and I thought, yeah, that, that, this That's is the, the way. Reason,
0: no matter where you are, yeah, like, exactly. I have a who sells his sneakers and all that stuff. Like it's the same thing, yes. Because yes. But I wonder how much of that, and this is kind of a little woo woo, but I mean, I wonder how much of that is really kind of filling a void, right? For mm. for folks, right? With the yeah, yeah, I've... different things like that. Um,
1: oh, I think so for sure. Yeah, it, it's the same marketing. Yeah, it's the same sort of drives and desires that that we've had here. We've just, you know, had it longer or whatever for different reasons, you know, historical reasons and things like that. But everybody's sort of driven now by these more status symbol type things. Yeah. And even though it's kind of falling off a little bit in the sense that you can now be in your online tribes and so on and just deal with right. them, but there's still, it's still there. I mean, people yeah. still, those underlying human desires were are, are built into us, so exactly, exactly. That, you know, they may manifest in different ways, yeah. You know, and yes. come
0: come to fruition in different ways. But I think what we're seeing, especially from the entrepreneurial side of things, is mm-hmm. you know, to your point, multiple streams. I mean, I yes. don't. I think if you ask any millionaire out there or billionaire, they're going to tell you multiple streams and diversifying your your income streams. Is
1: Absolutely. Beautiful.
0: You know. Absolutely. So I think, you know, which is a good segue because what I wanted to pick your brain <laughs> yeah. about is you know, you have a lot of knowledge when it comes to picking the business idea Mm -hmm. that is Mm -hmm. the one, you know, Mm -hmm. or the, the one to do the right now, I guess not, not maybe the one forever, but can you speak (laughs) a little bit about, you know, how do you know which one to pursue first? Cause I have a lot of entrepreneurial clients who come to me and they're like, I mean, myself included, I have Mm -hmm. a million ideas. Yeah. Which one do I execute on when, like how do I do this?
1: Yeah, there's a couple of things. So what I like, so you have a million ideas and they may be drawn from your interests and your skills, your education, what it works, whatever it is. And you put that all together. And so your next, I would go to the next step, pick the first one. And then you take to the next level of analysis, which is what platform, what, what, how would I reach my intended consumers? So I'm assuming that the idea is a product or a service, something you know, that you're, you're going to be delivering, something that adds value And then you want to think about, well, how, where am I going to be best actually delivering that? There's a lot of people wonder about, oh, I, you know, I see everybody in this, in this industry is on YouTube and I don't want to be on camera or I I want to write and I don't see, blogging apparently is die or whatever. So I always say, pick the platform where you're most comfortable. And then as you line up your ideas and you line up your platforms, then the next thing you think about is, okay, where's my target consumer? Mm-hmm. And you want to go then with the one that aligns the best, where you have the best opportunity to introduce your first product or service in a way that you're comfortable so that you're going to s- sustain it. Cause that's the real yeah. thing with, yeah, with Bay. We talk, you know, that's the, where the resilience comes in. Yeah. This, this online business stuff is not a straightforward one, two, three process. There's right. going to be a lot of changes and pivots and adapt and you're going to have to keep moving with it. So you really want to be running with a product or service idea that you're really interested in, that you really care about.
0: You to so spend a lot of time with it
1: yes exactly and then you're operating on a platform where you're comfortable just you know you heard somebody say you have to do youtube well and you hate youtube don't spend you know weeks fretting and afraid and scared about doing videos pick the place where you're comfortable there are millions and millions of people online everywhere (laughs) so you're
0: better than the other and i hear hear a lot like you have to be on all the platforms all the time and i'm like no you don't and when i hear people say well, what's the most optimal time to post or what's the this what's the that you need to test it, because yes. your people consuming your stuff may be different than you know somebody else's. so yes. there has to be a level of test and tweak that goes into mm-hmm. all of this stuff, which to your point, is exactly why you need to like your product a lot yeah. <laughs> It's so sacred <laughs> and adjusting you know so you, yeah. you need to understand it inside and out and like it and be comfortable yeah. with it.
1: Yeah, and you have to. I always say have a have a passion for what you want to do with it. Yeah. So you might have that idea, but then okay, what do you want to do with it? Like, do you want to teach your hobby to somebody else? Um, do you want to start a community around some product that you've come up with? Right. You know, do you? So you have to, and then that might also start to push you towards which one do you really want to do, right. because you want all of these things to align. You want to start always. I always start small keep iterating, keep changing and building and growing from there. So pick the one where everything lines up the best so you can start with something. So you have a deep interest for it. You know what you want to do around. You know what your passion is around it. You know what platform you want to be on. You have sets where the consumers are. And then you can go forward with creating the content that's going to actually convince people to get by it from you. And that's the biggest piece of everything. I, and we we're like you were just saying people say, oh, you have to be you know, doing this to doing that. It, it, none of that really matters if you don't have good content anyway. Exactly. So and instead you're not of
0: working executing on the
1: content. Yeah. Yeah. So instead of worrying about that, just what are you, and just get it done. So if you're afraid, you know, get that first post up, get, get that first picture out there on Insta, get that first video up if that's what you're doing. Like, and I love the done is better than perfect. That's one of my favorite lines.
0: (laughs) It's taken me a long time to accept that that's a thing. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah.
1: But it means so much more, especially if your content is good. If you actually are addressing the problem that people have, and they hear you saying that. And it could be just you, you know, in front of a wall talking into your phone. Yeah. <laughs> as long as they can clearly hear you and that's what you're saying. That's your opportunity. People are out there. Like I said, you know, people are online all day searching, searching, searching. That's all they're doing on Google and Amazon and Facebook. They're just searching and looking for stuff that they're interested in or what have you. So if you pop up and you're the one who is actually saying exactly what they've been looking for, that's your opportunity. So, but if you're not there, Because you're still fussing about what your content is, you know, somebody else gets there first, or um, you, or nobody's there at all, and they end up spending money on something else that they don't really like, and you know, so yeah, this what's that other one, Uh, money falls speed. That's another one. (laughs) So you really want to get your product or service out there. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a lot of the times
0: to your point, you see people so wrapped up in the creation and like, mm-hmm. you know, trying to, you're not even perfect it, but just avoiding pulling the trigger essentially, yes. right? I, mean, yeah. I can speak volumes about the podcast program that I went to, to put this podcast out mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I was doing that. I had yeah. all the stuff ready, but yeah. I was kind of like, you know, I was stalling on pulling oh, the trigger, yeah. yeah, you know? So, and I think you see a lot of that in people and to your point, the world's missing out. Yes. The world's missing out on the gift that you have to give. And I think if you don't even step on the playing field, how are you Mm going to play the game? Mm
1: -hmm. Exactly. And we were talking a second ago about niches and that's the absolute key to success in online business now is finding that first niche. And so again, when you're looking at your business idea, which one makes you the automatic leader in your niche? And you might think, oh, I'm not a leader, but think about it again. <laughs> you know, we're, what is your unique perspective? Right. What is your singular approach? What is that thing that you're doing differently? What is it that you you might have bought a different product and why didn't you like it? There might be a reason that you didn't like it that, you know, thousands of other people didn't like it either, but they kind of felt, oh, well, that's the only thing that's out there. I'm going to go for it. Right. So think about that as well. When you're coming up with your idea, it's your interest and your passion. It's the platform you want to operate from. And then you're making yourself the automatic leader in your niche. As you take a look at all your different ideas, where are you hitting all those points so succinctly that that's going to be the one you run with first.
0: Right. I mean, I tend to, as a business person, look at the landscape and say, okay, if there's a million people doing it, Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could work, but I'm gonna make sure I approach it in a unique manner. Yes, absolutely. Me, whereas I think some people wanna just straight up copy, which is fine. Yeah. You know, sometimes it works. Yeah. But you know, they're they're either they either get overwhelmed because they're mm-hmm. looking at too many other people <laughs> doing it, that right. then it kind of knocks them down to the who am I to do it? Right. You know, or they just copy it without putting them in the mix, putting themselves, yes. themselves in their yeah. spin on the product, yeah. right?
1: Yeah. And that's a real danger. I know that's the tendency because you think, well, if that person's successful, I'm just going to do what they're doing. But that authenticity thing that people talk about is a real thing.
0: (laughs) You know, I mean that no like trust factor guys, it's actually a thing.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So if you're trying to emulate somebody like just that, their personality and everything after a while, you just, again, it's not sustainable. Yeah, and you exactly. always, it's just like, same with you, just like your business idea. If you start doing something, something you're not sure about as somebody you're not really. <laughs> are, somebody you're not.
0: Really has, like, um, I think somehow. that's where you're going to confuse yourself is what's going to happen with that. Right. <laughs>
1: you're going to get a little turnaround and then, yeah, it's not going to yeah. work.
0: So I mean, when you think about kind of, so if you are an entrepreneur, and I want to come back to kind of the original question a bit, mm-hmm. you know, I completely understand what you're saying around like pick the niche, get the thing, do all the mm-hmm. stuff. But if I have 10 ideas, you know, how do I pick which one? Do I just pick any of them and do it well? Do I pick the one that calls to me? Do I pick the one that makes the most money? What, what do you think?
1: I would still go, well, you, you sort of said it right there, the one that, the one that you feel the strongest about. Yeah. So if that's the one that calls to you, so start there. Because I don't think there's any business in history that started with just the one idea and it's still the same thing today. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Yeah. (laughs) So even if it is just the one idea, I always go back to Amazon and people think, oh, it started as a bookstore, but it was even more niche than that. They got books that people couldn't find. Right. So Amazon became the place to go if you couldn't find a book. So who are the readers that, you know, that's very niche. Well, yeah. what is Amazon today? It's a little bit beyond that. <laughs> exactly. But not only that, they have, you know, cloud services and Kindle Direct Publishing and, you know, all these other arms of the company, Whole Foods and these things. Mm-hmm. So you can start with any one of your core ideas that is the one that you really feel strongly, is, strongest about, that you think there's real opportunity there. You obviously want to make money. I mean, we're, you know, we can't ignore that. That's part of it. Yeah. Um, but At the same time, don't let the other ideas just disappear. Keep the ball there and you can get to them as you go forward. What you want is those initial successes, those initial wins, because that will build your confidence and hopefully, of course, then give you more capital to invest in your other ideas as well.
0: Right. And there's something to be said to your point about momentum. Yeah. Right. So I think sometimes people like, just, just start. You know, if mm-hmm. you have an idea, I had a friend recently who wanted to launch a line of products, you know, and she was getting kind of stuck by there's some legal issues and there's some this mm. and this and that. And I was like, I don't care. I'm like, yeah. figure it out. Do yeah. it. Yeah. Make it happen. And I don't say that to be insensitive, but I say it so at least you can definitively say this is blocked. Right. And not right. just kind of roll over on the, there's a, there's a, don't make a, I like to say, don't make a speed bump into a roadblock.
1: Mm. Right. You know, when exactly. It comes to things.
0: And either way, to yeah. your point, it's going to morph no matter what you do. Right.
1: Right. You know, right. I'm
0: I'm with you. I don't know anybody who. I mean, maybe some that had a very strong and strict business plan going in, um, whose business looks the same a couple mm. years down the line than what they envisioned in the beginning.
1: Yeah, it'd be hard to do that because we never know how consumers are going to react. Like you, you see the op. So uh, you're an entrepreneur. You see an opportunity. Okay, great. But then how you kind of have to figure out the distribution as well. Well, You have to figure out the product or service to deliver, then the distribution, then the marketing. So any one of those things could be out of, sink at some point yeah. so you then you think oh, oh maybe it doesn't work and then you turn around next week and somebody else did it differently and it did work and so yeah. you kind of have you you just have to get in there because if you're not in the arena as they say you know that you haven't had those chances to right. see and, and you also don't know if there are obstacles you it's one thing to say there are but it's another to learn that there are <laughs> and
0: then, you know for the next time you know when yes, you go through yeah. it there's something to be said about the term failing forward yes right yeah. so because if you didn't if you didn't go if that person hadn't gone in and found all the roadblocks or the bumps mm-hmm. with, with distributing her product, mm-hmm. she would not have known that that was even a thing for when she is ready and a hundred percent ready to to launch right. her product. Yeah. You know, so there's always the learning that comes with
1: Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And that's one of the key things I learned in this process. So I'm academically oriented. So where did I start for online business with an online course? Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Surprise. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> so and I fear oh I'll just follow a course of study and all will be beautiful because really? that's what they told me in the webinar you know they said <laughs> you you can earn a million dollars in ten minutes doing nothing great and <laughs> and then things don't I, I think you go back and you're know, like but I followed everything in this course I you know that's what I do and you realize as I have over the last couple of years that. Certain things get left out of the story, yes, they do. <laughs> including the context <laughs> that, 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 you know, that the millions were made and all the other sort of background things and so on that are there. And so that's what you have to realize that you, you go through this process and there's different circumstances all the time. Yeah. So even if you're following to the letter, what again, I mean, trying to emulate somebody else's success there could be pieces in there that are just not going to work this time because of whatever reason yeah. and so you're going to have to figure out how to adapt and change and do it differently and that when you first do it it's like ah it doesn't work and oh i wasted my money and all that kind of stuff yeah. but to me everything's a learning experience me too. Take that information. Take the best parts of it that you learned, especially the technical parts. Those you know yes. don't change as often. How to build a website is still kind of the same a thing.
0: Is, <laughs> optimizing it may be different, but building—yeah—this you know, code, code is somewhat reliable.
1: Yeah, the code is reliable. But which which uh, headline is going to work today? Who knows, right? So yeah. you really—that's what you have to keep in back in the back of your mind, and that's where your your resilience comes in. Your perseverance—that's yeah. what it's all about. Because in this. In this game, as in so many others, you know, it's really between, well, the, those, the, the ones who make it are the ones who just keep going. Exactly. The ones who I don't think, give up. Yeah, and that, that's
0: the thing is like, you hear a lot of, of successful people say, I wasn't the smartest in the room, but I was the one who kept getting back up.
1: Exactly. And that's what I've learned as well as I dig into this and I've talked to so many people and, you know, I've met some of the gurus and that kind of thing. And it it really the only common thing I find is that people just did the work and they kept doing it and they just kept going forward and things didn't work out. Okay, you know, take a little analysis of what happened there and then move on. And and just that's the only thing that makes for the eventual success is the fact that you kept going because you just don't know. You you know there's an opportunity, but you just don't know where you can, you know, fill that gap and how you're going to do it.
0: Right. And I think I found a lot of people over the years, and one thing that I've learned is number one, not to be married to the outcome. No. You know, not to kind of value myself mm-hmm. alongside the outcome. Cause you yeah. see it's as entrepreneurs, it's hard because your business sometimes is an extension of you.
1: No, oh, yeah. So therefore, <laughs> one
0: fails and you fail. Yeah. Um, but I think it's valuable to note that there has to be a healthy level of detachment in order for you to Really, look at you know the failure or the successes mm-hmm. objectively to know how to pivot or to know how to tweak it yeah. um, and so that 's where data comes in that 's where yeah those kind of things that don 't lie
1: on Yeah. Levels. yeah actually that 's a good point you know i don 't think they stress they meaning the gurus yes. i don 't think they stress data enough Agreed. because sometimes that 's just it, you know if you want to sell your product, um, let's say, you know, you want to make one sale a day that you so you need to put your product in front of 100 people, because only 1% will buy. Yeah. Um, if you haven't put your product in front of 100 people today, what are you expecting to happen? <laughs> you know, and you can't just put up one Facebook post, because you have to look at not just Oh, but I've got 1000 friends. Yeah, but how many looked at your post? Right. That's, I mean, you're only allowed to count yeah. that part.
0: <laughs> that's why A lot of salespeople, you'll, you'll hear them say it's a numbers game.
1: Yes, yeah,
0: is and I think, you know, and there's something to be said about the testing as well. I flashback to, we had a, we had a jewelry client. I used to work in enterprise level kind of email marketing Mm -hmm. and we had a jewelry client who, again, they're selling jewelry via email marketing. And I'm talking high end jewelry, which Mm -hmm. always blew my mind. And they would email people. I think it was like three or four times a day, Yes, all the same list. Yeah. And all of us were kind of, all of the client service people were like, oh, this is got to be spamming people because right, your unsub right. rates are high, you're this, you're that, whatever. We've yeah. got to test the hell out of this. And what we realized was, you know what? They didn't have to sell a ton of pieces. No. Therefore, their margin was pretty damn great. Mm. You could have a hundred people unsubbing and they can email four times a day because they were still bringing in the revenue off that 1% that yes. converted. Yeah. So, and I think- if we had just looked at on the surface, you would have looked at it and said, you're annoying the shit out of people. Cut it out. Right. Like, but it's still converting according to yeah. the business.
1: Yeah. And that, yeah. So I think that's a key thing. I think that's something like people just need to look at. What are, what are your real numbers? What's your yeah. open rate on your emails? Not the total number of subscribers you have. What's the open rate on your open. emails, you the total number of views on your posts. And if you're doing that, is that hitting the number daily? that then gives you, you know, enough of a percent that you'll make X number of sales. So yeah, you, it, it's, it, and maybe for some people I know, they I think, oh, I don't want to get into numbers, you know, <laughs> whatever, but you're running a business. It's a business. It's a <laughs> of business.
0: Like I'm, and I, and I know my, um, my friend, Michelle Jacobic, who's also going to be a guest on the podcast, you know, she's like, you have to look at your numbers. Like you are yeah. the CEO of your company. Like, yeah step into that role fully. And if you do not understand the numbers, you better find yourself a good right hand that does.
1: Yes. Um, yeah.
0: Because you can't, if you don't know where you're coming from, you don't know. You won't exactly. Know there.
1: Yeah. You know and also I'm when thinking. you set your goals, it's one thing to set your goal and say, I want to, the X, but if you haven't figured out what the goals are that lead you to X as yeah. well, yeah. then how do you know what you're measuring?
0: Yeah. And I think there's something to be said about kind of step up goals of when mm-hmm. I make this, I'll do this when I do yes. this, It's to me, it's all kind of one big like choose-your-own-adventure story or if-then <laughs> statement for those of the people in code. Like, if this happens, then this will happen. If this right. happens, then right. this will happen. Um, and I think sometimes people may get overwhelmed by what we were just talking about. I'm I sure guess. some people that just tuned out. <laughs> yes, and that's fine. Um, but when it comes to that numbers game, sometimes it can be overwhelming to say like I have to hit a thousand people a day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, but. I want to assure people who are listening, who are finding that very overwhelming, that it's about the consistency of execution and not necessarily yes. worrying about the thousand a day, because eventually yes. if you do something time and time again, every single day, mm-hmm. it's, it's bound to gain momentum on some right. level, right? Right.
1: Yeah. It's the average yet you're looking to exactly. get. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But, and I think it's important just to understand the cut because that's another one of those places where the gurus will say things like, oh, you should do something consistently every day, but then they don't say the context. But the, what you just said is the, is the reason why, because you're trying to get to actually hit those numbers. So right. they're not talking numbers, but that's what they mean. <laughs> exactly.
0: exactly. And I mean, and that, that goes down to everything in life, habits for success, all of the things, mm-hmm. you know, because if you don't understand the context, I love this conversation so much. If you don't understand the context behind the situation, you know, the numbers could be taken in a lot of different ways and a lot of different things with them. But if you're not tracking your progress, if you're not, you know, looking at the the dashboards in those tools that you've bought. Mm -hmm.
1: um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. you already paid for them. (laughs) So use them.
0: (laughs) It Um, it always amazes me. And I'm like, well, what is it doing? And they're like, I don't know. like, you're not just paying for the, the ability right. to execute and send an email. You're also paying for the ability to see what's yes. going on in it.
1: And you have to look at that. Yeah. Yeah. It's so much to it. Yeah. Agreed.
0: Well, this is amazing. And I, again, <laughs> like I just, I could talk data and all that sort of stuff. Because like, that's like the tech person in me coming out. Yeah. And you've
1: got me thinking like, Hmm, well, this is a big gap (laughs) as an entrepreneur. I'm like, this is a big gap in online business.
0: Yeah. A problem (laughs) that needs to be solved. Um, Well, is there any, (laughs) you know, kind of one last thing that you want to leave our listeners with maybe, you know, something that you didn't cover or something along those lines?
1: Yeah. You know, we were, so I hope, People, like you said, don't get overwhelmed because at the end of the day, there is still so much room for everybody. Exactly. This is this is an opportunity of a lifetime. And I know we're obviously in a horrible situation right now, a lot of people suffering. It's a very difficult time. At like every single other time in history when things like that have happened, then there's also opportunities. And for people, one of the things, the one for if if you're sort of having a hard time, one of the opportunities is to, to, to make this pivot for yourself. My my book is called Recap. It's to recast yourself in this new role where you're an entrepreneur, and you might think, "Oh, that's that's too highfalutin for me to be an entrepreneur." It's like, but okay, it's about you know having a business, having a additional revenue stream, getting that third income and that four income coming in, so that you're prepared for the next time. Hopefully, we won't see it, you know, again. But this is a time, and the reasons it, it works right now is one is the technology. A lot of resources are free. You can start for. Free. There's a lot of ways to do that, and the second thing is the access to the global market, as we said before, you are now talking to you know almost seven yeah. billion people, and somebody's bound to like your idea. so this is what makes it possible for you if you are you know if you have business ideas in your head or you' kind of always thought you want to be an entrepreneur it's kind of sticking with you there and you and you but you hear these stories like oh it's hard and all these things yeah think it this is a great opportunity you have the resources that are available you could just try it I always say you know the outcome of doing nothing exactly. <laughs> that's, so that's right you nothing so
0: true so, good statement right there what's okay, the outcome doing of doing nothing, something guys. yeah the, and
1: I'm, I'm currently in Las Vegas so it's a 50 50 odds if you do something <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> that you could actually have the life you really want and right. you know I think those are pretty good odds yeah <laughs>
0: Agreed. Agreed. And again, you don't try, you'll never know. So yeah. <laughs> tell people where they can find you, my dear. And yes, yeah. re-mention the book because I think it's a valuable, valuable asset for
1: people. Sure to... th- Yeah. My latest book is called Recast. So it's the, and that's by, you know, sort of a Hollywood term, but as I mentioned, it's like recasting yourself into your own life now as an, an online entrepreneur. And it's actually the first 10 actions to take when you're first getting started. So it's all those things that, so a lot of things that people forget, especially just yeah. the most basic things, like where to work and how to get rid of distractions and that kind kind of thing. And then you can find everything else as at readyentrepreneur.com. dot com. So come on over to the website. Got some free resources for you there. A lot of, you know, step by step as well. I like again, a course of action. <laughs> I like- my, my yeah. approach is to you know, lay oh, it out. Yeah, so that's what you'll find there. And uh, you can always join the community there as well. Yeah, and I think,
0: I think it's so valuable, like you said, like the roadmap, because I think to to our earlier conversations, life throws a lot of different, different situations mm-hmm. of context at you, right? So yes, why not absolutely. at least have the baseline steps and the actions that you're giving in this book, right? I think yeah. it's so valuable. Well, thank you. And also, I'm excited to announce that for the members of the Surviving Entrepreneurship community... I am going to be dropping a link in there to download a free reader summary of recast, which is those, you know, those first 10 actions she was speaking about to kind of get you started. So if you are not a member of the surviving entrepreneurship community, the link is in the show notes, go jump in there because you won't want to miss this little tidbit. And also then, you know, go check out the book you know, the whole thing in its entirety because if just the 10 tips are great, I can only imagine that the rest of the book is extremely valuable. So thank you again for joining us, Case. This has been an amazing conversation and I know people had to have found value in it. Thank you so much. Well, I just absolutely adored that conversation. I know some of it got a little technical, a little geeky, but at the same time, those are the things that you really need to have the ability to dive into or you need to find somebody to help you know, translate for you so you can understand the numbers of what you're looking at. But I think first and foremost, what I liked about what she had to say was, you know, just start. You may not know everything about your idea. You may not know how it's going to come to fruition. You may not have every single detail ironed out. But the number one thing I can tell you is to just start start you know, start taking the steps forward and I will guarantee you'll figure it out because when your your passion and when your you know, your conviction is strong enough, those, those roadblocks won't be there anymore. You'll find a way around them or you'll find a way to pivot and don't worry about what your idea will look like five, 10 years from now. Just keep stepping step-by-step step toward the goal. All right. And on next week's episode... I, oh gosh, guys, the the person who's coming on, she's freaking amazing. Julie Ball is going to be with us. She is the founder of Sparkle Hustle Grow, which is number one, one of my favorite things in the world. It's a subscription box and it's something that comes to my door every month and it makes me super excited, but it has been seen in USA Today, Forbes, Hello Sunshine, you know, US Weekly, Pop Sugar, BuzzFeed, Mashable, all of the big places. Um, And she's just a phenomenal person and you will not want to miss hearing her story. So tune in next Monday for that interview. And as always, if you love this podcast, please don't forget to subscribe download, rate, and review, and you know, tell a friend because who couldn't use a little more resilience in their life, right? See you later.